In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, may the love of God our Father, and the peace of His Son, our brother Jesus Christ, and the joy of the Holy Spirit be with us all on this 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C in which we gather to listen to God's word and reflect upon it, to humbly pray for our needs and those of others. We also remember our brothers and sisters who have gone before us, marked with a sign of faith. We remember especially Abel, Mavingere and Queen Elizabeth. The, scriptures re the scripture readings today my brothers and sisters have much to say about real integrity. They remind us that we are God's stewards and that God expects faithful and prudent stewardship from us. They challenge us to use our God-given talents and blessings like wealth wisely to attain heavenly bliss. They also challenge you and I to demonstrate our intelligence in the thing that really matters, our eternal salvation, and not the things of this world. For no servant can be slave of two masters, that you cannot be the slave both of God and of money, the Gospel reading concludes. Basically, Jesus is telling you and I, you have the intelligence, use it, use it to fulfill the mission you assumed when you were called to be disciples. Use it to assume the mission you were called when you became adopted sons and daughters through your baptism. Let us pray for the grace to use our intelligence to withstand the pressures of the godless elements of our society and live as true Christians. Let us pray for the grace to be God-fearing, God-respecting people. Let us pray for the grace and the courage to stand up for the poor, the vulnerable, those about to be born, those being treated poorly by others through the empowerment we get from his Holy Spirit and the strength we get from his word and his very own body and blood we receive in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Amen.
A reading from the prophet Amos. Listen to this, you who trample on the needy and try to suppress the poor people of the country. You who say, when will new moon be over so that we can sell our corn and Sabbath so that we can market our wheat? Then by lowering the bushel, raising the shekel, by swindling and tampering with the scales, we can buy up the poor for money and the needy for a pair of sandals and get a prize even for the sweepings of the wheat. The Lord swears it by the pride of Jacob, never will I forget a single thing you have done. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the first letter of Saint Paul to Timothy. My advice is that first of all there should be prayers offered for everyone, petitions, intercessions and thanksgiving and especially for kings and others in authority so that we may be able to live religious and reverent lives in peace and quiet. To do this is right and will please God our Saviour. He wants everyone to be saved and reach full knowledge of the truth. For there is only one God and there is only one mediator between God and mankind, himself a man, Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself as a ransom for them all. He is the evidence of this, sent at the appointed time, and I have been named a herald and apostle of it, and I am telling the truth and no lie a teacher of the faith and the truth to the pagans. In every place then, I want the men to lift their hands up reverently in prayer, with no anger or argument. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia. Open our heart, O Lord, to accept the words of your Son. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory be to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, There was a rich man, and he had a steward, denounced to him for being wasteful with his property. 
He called for the man and said, What is this I hear about you? Draw me up an account of your stewardship, because you are not to be my steward any longer. Then the steward said to himself, Now that my master is taking the stewardship from me, what am I to do? Dig? I am not strong enough. Go begging? I should be too ashamed. Ah, I know what I will do to make sure that when I am dismissed from office, there will be some to welcome me into their homes. Then he called his master's debtors, one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? One hundred measures of oil, was the reply. The steward said, Here, take your bond, sit down straight away, and write fifty. To another he said, And you, sir, how much do you owe? One hundred measures of wheat, was the reply. The steward said, Here, take your bond, and write eighty. The master praised the dishonest steward for his astuteness. For the children of this world are more astute in dealing with their own kind than are the children of light. And so I tell you this, use money, tainted as it is, to win your friends and thus make sure that when it fails you, they will welcome you into the tents of eternity. The man who can be trusted in little things can be trusted in great. The man who is dishonest in little things will be dishonest in great. If then you cannot be trusted with money, that tainted thing, who will trust you with genuine riches? And if you cannot be trusted with what is not yours, who will give you what is your very own? No servant can be the slave of two masters. He will either hate the first and love the second, or treat the first with respect and the second with scorn. You cannot be the slave both of God and of money. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, we all respect and admire people of integrity. A person of integrity is someone who is always honest and morally upright. They are someone whose word can be relied upon in every instance. They make no pretense about who they are or what they will do. Their hidden personal life is consistent with who they appear to be when they are around us. Sadly, many of us, including our religious and political leaders, 
are terribly lacking in moral integrity. Few, if any, are completely honest. Often we lie or speak half-truths. And our personal lives and personal dealings are often corrupt behind the scenes. That is why the most Christian countries are the most corrupt in the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is really very helpful that the scriptures for today have much to say about real moral integrity. Amos was a prophet who lived during a very prosperous and tranquil time in the promised land. However, the wealthy and the powerful were exploiting the majority who had to struggle every day. Those with wealth conspired to gain every advantage monetarily by cheating and defrauding the poor in any way they could. Does that sound familiar to your ears? The fuel and cost of living crisis, anyone? Consequently, Amos excoriated them. He criticised them severely. He enumerated the many ways of their sinful, greedy and selfishness. Moreover, he reminded them that God knows everything they're doing. For nothing can be hidden from God, and God would not forget what they have done. Someday, they would certainly pay the price for their sins and their lack of personal moral integrity. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus presents us with a parable that, in certain respects, has important contemporary relevance, the parable of the dishonest steward. Like all good parable, this one is like a miniature play full of movement and scene changes. The conclusion is disconcerting. We are told the master praised the dishonest steward for his astuteness. Is Jesus approving and encouraging corruption by this? The simple answer is no. The moral doctrine that is aimed at is not in the parable taken as a whole in every detail, but only in that aspect of the parable that the narrator wishes to pick out. And the idea that Jesus intended to bring out with this parable is very clear. The master praises the steward for his resourcefulness and for nothing else. It is not said that the master changed his mind about his decision to fire the man. It is cleverness that Jesus also praises. The man, when he was faced with an emergency situation in which his whole future was at stake, showed a capacity for radical decision-making and great resourcefulness. He acted quickly and intelligently, even if dishonestly, to save himself. 
This, my brothers and sisters, Jesus observes to his disciple, is what you too must do to save yourselves, not for a worldly future, but for an eternal for an eternal future. The gospel itself makes different practical applications of this teaching of Christ. The one that it insists the most on is the one regarding the use of wealth and money. And so I tell you this, use money, tainted as it is, to win you friends and thus make sure that when it fails you, they will welcome you into the tents of eternity. In other words, do as that steward did. Make friends with those who, when one day you find yourself in trouble, will welcome you. These, my brothers and sisters, my friends, we know, are the poor. Brothers and sisters, three main life messages come out of our readings today. One, we need to be faithful in the little things of life. Let us remember St. John Chrysostom's warning. Faithfulness in little things is a big thing. And the reminder of St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa, who said, Do little things with great love. Hence, let us not ignore doing little things like acknowledging a favour with a sincere thank you, congratulating others for their successes, sharing in their sorrows and or offering them help and support in their time of need. Message number two, we need to use our spiritual resources wisely. The manager in Jesus' story used all his resources to secure his future. We too must be no less resourceful. We have at our disposal the Holy Mass, the seven sacraments as sources of divine grace, the Holy Bible as the Word of God for daily meditation and practice, and the teaching authority of the spirited of the Spirit-guided Church to direct us in our Christian life. Message number three, we need to be prepared to give an account of our stewardship. We ensure our homes against fire, storms, floods and thieves, just as we ensure our lives, buying life insurance, health insurance and car insurance. In the same way, let us ensure ourselves for the one thing that most certainly will happen, namely our meeting God, to give him an account of our lives. What really matters at that time of our private judgment by God at that moment of our death is how wisely we have used our blessings during our lives, lovingly and generously sharing them with others in need. Amen.
Jesus calls us to be servants of all, to use our blessings, our wealth, and our talents wisely. With this in mind, we bring our needs and the needs of our world to the Father. For all those called to leadership within our churches, that by their example, they will teach us to act wisely, love tenderly, and walk humbly with our God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For leaders of nations and governments, that they will work to find just ways of bringing peace to our people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For my country, Cameroon, where there is civil war and civil unrest, that God in his love and mercy will look kindly on this nation and grant it peace moving forward. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For peacemakers and peacekeepers everywhere, that they may grow strong in wisdom and insight as they seek to overcome force and unite warring communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For refugees and migrants, and for all seeking work, that they may always be treated with dignity and respect. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who are sick or suffering, homeless or housebound, that they will know the healing love of Christ in their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all those who have died recently, especially Abel Mavingire, Queen Elizabeth, and all those in our communities, our families, and our countries. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For our own intentions and the intentions of those who have asked us to pray for them, we ask our Blessed Mother to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
Merciful Father, hear the prayers we bring to you in childlike trust. Help us to acknowledge your greatness and to serve you with grateful hearts. We make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining me today to pray and to worship God. We ask for the grace to, to use our gifts, our talents, our blessings, our wealth wisely as we celebrate this 25th Sunday in ordinary time. We finish like we began. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>